Fuck you, stay at home. The One Million Podcast. Sibilance? Sibilance, Sibilance. Hey, sometimes I talk up here and then I do things like this. Mm-hmm. And then I do what? Ooh. No way. No, don't t- we're f- we were fine on our levels. Okay. Well, like they were perfect. Well, then here we are. Uh, what up? Did you turn me down? I turned. Well, when you said down, I turned you right back up. Okay, good. It's the thing about knobs, they go both ways. Huh? In case you make a mistake. I've only ever slobbed on a knob. Oh come on! Hi, mom. God damn it! Sometimes a volume button won't turn because of the crust. <laughs> So you got to spit on it. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, uh, of course, I'm old enough to remember when t- televisions act- had actual knobs, including the UHF knob that went, because <laughs> there was VHF, and that was 3 through 12. Mm-hmm. And then you'd switch over to UHF. Which for had like- Weird Al. Which had Weird Al and also had Channel 41 and 62 in Kansas City. Hmm. Yeah. I uh, I don't remember the, the turn dials. I remember like old TVs having those features. Yeah. But as a kid, the we had like the A and B cable. Mm-hmm. Remember when you had to like switch over? Yeah. You had to get up and it was like, fuck it, I'll watch. First off, we had to get up. Mom and dad never got up. I remember mom calling me in from the other room. To change the channel. Oh, and uh, vocally saying to other people, this is why we had kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honest. Also, look at this. Puts a beer on the top of my head. Koozie. Koozie. <laughs> look at this. She's just a little coaster. She didn't go anywhere. Sometimes I just ash on her, too. Dad smoked for the early part of my childhood. And now look, childhood. you got highlights. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I'd get burned by cigarettes all the time because I'd be running around and dad or mom would have their arm like over the... You know, keeping the cigarette away from the table. Yeah, and but over the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I'd be like running around. I'd just go head first into a Marlboro. That's how you got advanced placement in grade school. <laughs> he looks older because of does. the scars. And the smoke rings. When I was a kid, I chipped my front. I was in first grade. I chipped my front lower tooth, my lower front tooth. It, because hair bands, remember, they used to have that little metal piece on them to keep the elastic parts yeah, together. Before they learned how to sew two ends together. I remember trying to fling the hair band at you, which is a trick I'd never tried before. Yeah. And it failed. Yeah, you went you went wrong thumb first. I went wrong thumb first, and it came back at me. <laughs> and the metal part chipped my tooth. And I remember you were like, I'm going to tell mom. And I was like, I already don't like this. This is already like high pressure situation. <laughs> So I grabbed a toothpiece and ran out the room, but fell down the last three stairs into the car. There was a rug down there. And so I lost the toothpiece. Uh, and I was like, my face is ruined forever. And so it was. It was. A week later was Easter. And Uncle Tom was there, who's a dentist slash orthodontist. And my parents were like, show him what you did to your tooth. And I was like, I chipped my tooth. And he was smoking a stogie. And he was like, well, then come here and grabs me by the back of the head and opens my mouth and tries to put the cigar on the tip of my tooth. Oh, and yeah. Anyway, that's why I don't date. <laughs> what? It's just, it was a lot. Oh, wow. Once. So you're going to die alone because of something that happened when you were four? Chris, have you met most women? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've met some women and no one's ever brought up a thing like, Hey, you want to go out sometime? No, my uncle tried to put a cigar out of my face when I was four, so I don't date anymore. Like, dudes? No, guys, girls, any of it. I just sit at home and do whatever the fuck it is you do. Listen, I'm going to find whatever excuse it is that I need to stay at home and not do anything. Uh, I have been contemplating uh, downloading an app because I've, I've figured out I might just, if I don't, I may die alone. Like a dating app or just yeah. like... No, I have. Or just I like have HBO plenty. Max. I have plenty of the other apps, uh, but yeah, I just start to realize that everyone else is doing them. Yeah, like, I mean that's there aren't a lot of women aren't above dating apps. No one should be above dating apps. I just, and I think it's because I'm old school. Or let me just finish that sentence There's where no it should. School. It's because I'm old. There you go. And you know, I came up in time when. 
online, especially online dating was very new and it was only via websites. And it, oh, had, it was like match.com and eHarmony e had a stigma. And before that, there were dating services. And before that, there were personals in the classifieds. And so like to me, to me, all that stuff has always been a, just a version of personals yeah. in the classifieds. Yeah, no, I understand that. That's also like the same problems I had with it in 2015. But we grow. Yeah, but also there was the time that I was on a dating app and you came up. And I'm like, why does it? Why? First of all, don't act like we already haven't been on the kiss cam. I know. It's we just but, you gotta I mean, laugh it off. You do have you to. Can't but be it, like, hey, don't it, match me with people who have my same last name. Exactly. Well, it's just discombobulating i guess when when you're just like yeah yeah you're in that mindset and then your mm -hmm. fucking face pops up and you're just like well this is fucking well especially when i'm gulping when i'm sucking down a chili dough <laughs> outside the tasty freeze which i don't know why that was your opening photo on <laughs> tinder i want people to know what i can do <laughs> you gotta lead with your strong and the sense. other one is you slobbering all over your remote control <laughs> Going slobbing on this knob and <laughs> knob slobber knob slobber oh, this is my seventh remote oh, <laughs> i'm keeping that one radio shack in business <laughs> um my come down from work lately my job has been very stressful so i came home on monday and i was like i just want to watch a rock doc okay so i started history of the eagles oh yeah classic made classic. me like the eagles oh I've, I love the Eagles. I tweeted this earlier today, but I feel like this is a very astute observation from me that Gen X feels the same way about the Eagles that millennials do about you two. What, the, like they're the greatest? Or No, we hate those bands. Oh, okay. But everyone else around us is like, you're a fucking idiot for not liking those bands. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely not on the YouTube. I mean... I my, hate you too. My best friend, Zach... It thinks you two is the greatest band of all time, oh, and, and we just have so nice. we just have to not talk about that kind of thing. Yeah, granted, Joshua Tree I think is a great record. The rest of it, I completely agree with you on that. Joshua yes. Tree is a beautiful album, but the rest of it, especially when they were like, "Hey, guess what's on your phone?" Yeah, our yeah. album. They will never, they will never live that down. Uh, that being said, okay, so and Henley talks about it in the documentary where, man, you I, were awake when he talked. That dude has a personality of a cardboard box. See, to me, he's like the dark Texan dude in the salute. He's like fucking Doc, Ho not Doc Holiday. He's like Wyatt Earp. He's fucking, he's just in the corner. He's, he talks real slow, but you can tell he's seen some shit and probably killed a dude. Like Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton hasn't even killed a bug. I'm kidding. That dude freaks out when he sees a beetle. Not no, Gringo. I agree with you with that on with Don Henley, but during the documentary when he especially when they talked about his solo career, I was like Yeah, well, his most of his solo I mean, to be fair though, one of the few people to leave a huge band and have a solo career like that. hundred uh, percent. Uh whether you like it or not. Joe Walsh did too, but it had nothing to do with music. <laughs> yeah. Uh that being said, ordinary average guy, great tune. Mm -hmm. Glenn uh, Fry had some good singles. Glenn Fry, the heat. Is on. The heat is on. The heat is on. Oh, and, uh, but I, so the Eagles for me for the longest time, it was like, I've heard enough of the Eagles. And then did they even, take you to the limit. Yeah, they, they did take me to the limit. And then I had to listen to them till the tequila sunrise. And, you know, especially growing up in the classic rock radio station era, they were on, it was, constant they had but they to their credit they had so many hits they had to play one every hour mm -hmm. and they still had 42 in the bank especially when joe walsh was guest djing every woman with a cigarette at the end of the bar that you know the ash is like half of it like every one of them just a had virginia slim for sure you know they were calling five seven six seven ninety eight nine and just being like fucking play some desperado and uh but then I after I watched the documentary, what I thought about was I was like, man, if I hadn't been forced to listen to them by, you know, especially growing up at a time where you were kind of a, the radio was everything. Like totally. you called in and requested things. You would win things. And uh, I was six years old when they got back together. 
So it was yeah. just like constant. But also the radio, just being in that time where you had to listen to the radio because maybe you had a tape player, uh, but odds are most of your tapes had melted the summer before, <laughs> or you had a wall or you had a disc man, but you didn't have the 45 second ESP. So it skipped all the time, Truth. whatever. So it was, just, you were, the radio was a huge part of your life. And so you were forced to listen to a lot of the Eagles. And then what I realized after watching the documentary, if I would have just found the Eagles, if the Eagles were never huge and I just found those records mm -hmm. and just happened upon them, I'd probably be the biggest fucking Eagles fan because those were amazing songs. Of course. But it was just, it's enough. I, I have heard them enough. And then, but I think I took a seven year break from the Eagles. And after I watched the documentary, I was like, I'm going to listen to a shit ton of the Eagles. It's just so good because it's like the best parts of folk, the best parts of country, the best parts of classic pop. Yeah. All rolled in together. And those harmonies. Oh, fuck. Especially they open the dock with Seven Bridges Road, which is just a panty dropper. Yeah. <laughs> if you did show choir. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. So the reason I started watching it is I started listening to audiobooks, which is usually not my jam. Mm -hmm. But since I've been driving to work, I was like, fuck it. There's a book I've been wanting to read called Twilight of the Gods. And it's about the end of classic rock. Oh, no shit. Um, it's fine. So far, uh, I draw. I kind of lost respect for the narrator <laughs> about thirty minutes in because he mispronounced two words. That if I know they're mispronounced, they're really no mispronounced. one proof listened this audiobook. So he mispronounced minutia. And what, what did he say? Minutiae. Okay. And then coitus. <laughs> coitus. Coitus. I was like, he's got. He's got little pockets in his small intestine that collects seeds. <laughs> He's got colitis. <laughs> I don't understand. And why is a chick involved? <laughs> They're about to fuck, and then and then he got colitis? Oh, and in the middle of this dock, first 30 minutes, biggest bush I've ever seen in my whole life. Like The, the eagle's dock? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, this girl had extensions, or it was a mega merkin. That's... <laughs> No, that was but 70s Earth Mama Muff Bush. Listen, I've grown my bush out okay. so many times, okay. and it's never even fucking close to what this chick is rocking. I just want to show you real quick. Dude. I also sent this to my boss's wife this morning, and she was like, this rocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Leslie well, hadn't seen the Eagles doc? No. Look at this thing. Yeah, that's heavy. That's that's got to be something. It's a full Garfunkel, dude. It's an art Garfunkel. It like it takes it, like it looks like it's actually growing out of the actual vagina. You know the joke where like someone is standing behind another person, but the front person puts their arms behind the person that's in the back, and the person in the back puts their arms through to the front to make it look like yeah, yeah, the like the old the improv game. Yeah, I feel like some white dude with an afro put his head in that girl's crotch. Yeah, no, that's insane. I mean, we can't obviously put it on Instagram. No, but just watch the first forty minutes of the Eagles doc. It is bam, right there. <laughs> you won't miss it. <laughs> you can't. Because I'll tell you what, I've seen some bush and. And that thing was the fucking that bush plays auxiliary percussion for Manassas. Like that's the kind of look it has. I don't even know what that means. It just sounds like an STI. <laughs> sounds like something I have to get a vaccine for before college. Oh fuck! Um, well, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. We're about halfway through. Yeah. Well, you know, we get on. That's the thing about this thing is we just let it flow. What's the thing about this thing? That's the thing about this thing is we just let it flow. Get up off of that thing. Uh, dancing you feel better. Uh, get up off of that thing. Uh, dancing you feel better. Hit me now. You really should dance so you feel better, though. It's a good I do that in outlet. I'll be honest with you. I do it in hotels all the time. Late oh, I night, dance all the I dance usually drunk. in the morning. Oh, uh, no. It's at night. Uh, Get home. Make some money. Yeah, just that's my OnlyFans. It's just me pretending to sing and dance. And the thing is, I don't let them hear the song that I'm listening to, so it's real sad. 
I don't know. From from what I'm from what I've seen, everything's by Bjork because this dude can't dance. All right. Anyway, welcome back. Uh, this is One Millionth Podcast. I'm Chris Porter. I'm Andy Porter. We're siblings. Mm-hmm. I'm the brother. I'm. I wait. What? Yep. Always have been, and you're the sister. Huh. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Well, uh, this is our podcast. Oh, that is what we're doing. That is what we're doing. Uh, how was your weekend? My weekend. God, what did I do? Everything's such a blur when you just live to sleep. What did I do? Oh, you know what? Saturday, I did a little patio hang over at uh, Matt Simon's porch yep. with Trent yep. and Aubrey. Uh, it was really nice. Oh, very nice. Was, was there an fun. occasion? Oh no, we just all hadn't seen each other since the Super Bowl, and we're getting a little squirrely. Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Hey, fuck it, let's do like a little fire." It was nice outside, and we yeah. sat outside and watched a bunch of UFC fights. Oh, very cool. Which I don't usually watch, especially in succession. Yeah, uh, but they're quick. I but I'm concerned about the biohazard element. What? Oh, like guys fighting on other dudes' blood? It's it's all it's all genders. They're all fighting over the same blood pile. Yeah, that yeah. Happened three hours prior. You know, when you get into the ring, that's got to be the least of your worries, especially when someone might fucking roundhouse kick you to the dome. I mean, I would rather have that than COVID. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, <laughs> the long hauler probably. Uh. Yeah, no, uh, to be fair, I'm sure they're pretty clean. They use those towels. They get in there and wipe it off. They wipe it off. Yeah, they use those napkins that they found at Wendy's. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, what do you want? I mean, it's been going on literally since the dawn of man. That's what they did at the Coliseum, for God's sakes. Yeah, no, it's... then. It was very entertaining to watch, but every yeah. time they got over the... Death stain. We were like, guys, there's seven other corners. <laughs> no, you want to rub dude's face in the death stain. That's it's an octagon. Do you know how many I points? Right. Yeah, it's an octagon. Eight. And how many? Well, I already said it. Damn it. Uh, yeah. I know no, what octo means. It means octopus. Which they I don't been- follow UFC and I don't follow boxing, but if it's on, I will watch it and I will get very into it. We got very into it. Yeah. How can you not? With a sport, it's a live sporting event. You always get invested. Yeah, I remember um, the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. I remember that one. Uh, but all the UFC stuff. I'm usually working during, as I was this time during it. As a matter of fact, usually the UFC kicks my crowd in the balls because like all I'm all of a sudden I'm like, how come no one's here? And they're like UFC 293, and you're like, motherfucker. And so uh, I thought we were in 2021. But that being said, uh, so well, we'll get to that. Uh, how was uh, the, what was your Sunday like? What was your Friday like? Friday night, I did Spooky Dudes with just Matt and Jordy. Jordy fell asleep because we started it at 1130 his time. And to be fair, it's a bit late. Yeah. Uh, so he slept through most of it. Uh, I so got wait a really minute. On Zoom, he fell asleep. On FaceTime. On FaceTime. Oh, Hilarious. Yeah. I I know. He didn't coo like he normally does. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was ever, if I ever slept in a room with a dude and he cooed in the middle of his sleep, that would be the last time he and I slept <laughs> in a, the same bedroom together. All right. Well, that just is obviously clear that you always fall asleep first and you're the cooer. <laughs> so... I couldn't tell you the last time I cooed consciously. <laughs> you always say, huh, to Otto. Is that a coup? I don't know. Uh, isn't a coup, like, like the, when, isn't it an onomatopoeia where you're just like, It's just when you're just, uh, it's a, it's an explanation of a noise that babies make. Okay. So, so it's not an onomatopoeia? No. Okay. Do you know what an onomatopoeia is? It's when the sound that it makes sounds like the word. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. No. I mean, most. You of could have just said yes, and I would have believed you. So anyway, he didn't coo or anything, and so Matt and I are watching the movie, and it is very bloody. What movie was it? The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, I heard that's a very scary movie. It's not. It's not. Whoever you talk to is a bunch of fucking pussy. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it, it, 
It was weird, but I, every time we watch a scary movie on Spooky Dudes, it's more of an MSTK vibe. Oh, okay. So, so you're like, especially it, the scarier it is, the more goofs we make. Yeah, because you have to, so you don't, yeah, you're you like, don't bitch out. <laughs> I have yeah. to get a towel because I pissed myself. Just kidding. <laughs> Hold on, can we pause though? Hold real? on, that guy probably fucks other dudes. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> no, uh, but for real, can we pause though? Because I pissed myself. <laughs> Um, but no, that was fun. And then Sunday, I honestly can't remember what I did, which means it wasn't anything. Oh, I went to my friend's rooftop. There you go. It was something. I did. Otto got groomed. Look at how handsome he, he is. He is very handsome. He's not on that bully stick. And man, does it stink. I'm so glad you're downwind. Oh, man. <laughs> it smells like a bull's vagina over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we had a nice time. We went up and sat on a rooftop. I watched the new Woody Allen Mia Farrow documentary, the first part that came out. Yeah, I heard it uh, doesn't do him real well. First of all, n- ne'er do history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard. Isn't he still dating said daughter? Yeah, no, he's still with Soon Yi. But it's also like, I didn't fuck that one. Fucking the other one. But I didn't fuck that one of yeah. her daughters. Um, it doesn't bode well for him. It is very Farrow slanted. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's also like, but isn't the who, truth probably pretty pharaoh slanted? Trillion percent. But it's also like, who from his his camp is going to be like, no, guys, stop? Yeah. But also a guy that doesn't really have a lot of like known friends. He like, kind of does. Chelsea Handler has a pretty fa- well. I guess it was ten year, twenty years ago. Yeah, she has a famous story of getting brought to a dinner at Epstein's house with Woody Allen and Soon Yi. She was brought there with Katie Couric. What? And she honestly, she says she wasn't privy to Woody Allen and Sunye's history. But it was really quiet at the table. And Chelsea Handler goes, so how'd you guys meet? (laughs) And then. Wow. And then all of a sudden, she and Katie Couric were asked to leave. (laughs) No way. I wonder if Katie's there walking out with, way to go, Chelsea. (laughs) Fucking also, thanks, Chelsea. You saved us a lot yeah. of trouble. I mean, they might have been on a plane to Rape Island. First of all, it was a layover. It was a layover. <laughs> oh, well, I was in very north Cincinnati um, in a place called Liberty Township. That sounds like a car dealership. It really does. And it was in a, you know, standard funny bone fair in a mall in an out like a weird outdoor mall. Uh, But great shows. 175 people in a room that seats like 350. Oh, wow. Very well spaced. I mean, that was sold out. That's as many as they can do because of the bat fucking. And um, I, uh, but the shut man, it's been a while since I performed for that many people just because of the caps. And it was, it was fun to be, it was fun to do shows again. Uh, it was fun to like have people come out and make extra money, and uh, it, it did suck. I, I, you know, you still can't do meet and greets. I mean, I, I, I. It's Is that where you shake hands with a steak? Uh, yes, absolutely. And it's mm-hmm. also when I sell my merch. And oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah, and so, but it's just not, it's still not a safe move. Of course. And, and so, but it is tough to just watch thousands of dollars walk out the door. Can you not get vaccinated as a frontline worker? Uh, I am. I just got my confirmation for registration. Uh, How'd you, wait, what? You didn't send me that. I thought I just figured you'd already done it. I just Googled like California vaccine registration. And Chris, I, I don't even have time to sleep. Oh, yeah. No, I I just Googled California vaccine registration and and I got. And it took me to a thing and I got on a list, but it immediately told me that I was not because it doesn't ask what you do. It just asks if you're one of these eight things. And it's like none of them were comedian or entertainer. Huh. It was all it goes mayor, cop, fireman, <laughs> front, doctor, frontline nurse, workers, EMT. Uh, yep. Military. Mime. It's mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking. No, Mime. I think. I think we're still Superman a- on Hollywood Boulevard. God damn it. He died. Well, the new guy. The new one. <laughs> He's new. Uh, and then an old folks home. And then I think comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's long story short. It's going to be a bit, but they're going to email me when I'm up. Wait, 
It's called myturn.ca.gov. I believe my, so. My, my, my turn. turn. <laughs> <laughs> Am I eligible? Probably not, but let's check. Uh, so, yeah, did shows. Uh, hung out with Brandon Patrick, which was always fun. Oh, if, what a sweet pee. We love Brandon We Patrick. love Brandon. Brandon opens for me a lot. He's opening for me in Des Moines this week, uh, as far as when this pod comes out um, in Des Moines. But yeah, it's always good to hang out with Brandon. Uh, and, you know, went to a few restaurants just because I felt safe. Like, every, everyone was pretty strict out there with the masks and stuff. Like, and it wasn't like Fort Worth where people were like, fuck you, fuck masks. Uh, but yeah, had a good time. And, uh, but, 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 what else happened? Oh. Oh, so I would like to bring something up that is a huge milestone for you is a oh well can we get because i wanted to oh i was going to tell that story that leads to that okay so great yesterday uh so as you as most of our listeners know well first off uh i want to get because i was in liberty township i want to thank the people that showed up in the talent receiver t-shirts uh which was always awesome that was so and freaking cool the cool thing was they had sent us uh mail to tell us that they were doing it, so I have their names. Uh, beep, bop, boop. Let me get there. Do you think I would pass this communications? No. Well, I'm going to try. Uh, they will flat out turn you away uh, because Byron, mom and dad's friend Byron, lied and said he was something he wasn't, and he showed up, and they're like, Oh, we just need to see your whatever ID. He's like, oh, I don't have it. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do work. I work in TV, so it's communications. Uh, no. James and Catherine Hansen, uh, thank you for coming out. In, they sent us an email. It's from James. It says, Liberty Township show exclamation point in words. It says, so stoked to see Chris at his Friday evening show at the new Funny Bone in our matching T-shirts. Fuck with the spelled P-H-U. Come on by. Sincerely, the word comma, James and Catherine Hansen. Uh, they sat right up front. As soon as I walked up on stage, I laughed. I pointed at them, and I said, thank you. And I had one of the openers come out and take a picture of them. Uh, I will post. They sent us a picture of the T-shirt. I will post a picture of the T-shirt. What's it like having a butthole on your chest? Fuck. <laughs> I just want to know. I just need to know. For those of you who don't know the term talent receiver, although we use it for our fans, it originated is because that's what Andy referred to her butthole as. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, that was very cool. So then yesterday, uh, as as many of you know, Andy and I, for safety reasons, work out at our friend's house. And uh, we call it CrossFit Bomba, which is Brazilian for steroids. And uh, we... Uh, a couple of us went out to play golf yesterday, and so we worked at, me and Emmanuel worked out early, and uh, I had to use their shower, and they gave me a towel, and I was like, hey, man, can I get a washcloth? And they, he looked at me like I'd said a word that he didn't know. <laughs> well, because. He is not. He's Russian. He is Russian. And also, that is such a bygone. It's like, hey, can I send an email on your fucking word processor? <laughs> Either way, he was like, there's a loofah in there. And I just went, oh, I didn't have any he other let options. Did you use his loofah? They, they gave me no other options. So anyway, I get in there uh, and I use the loofah. And I got to say, uh, it's pretty great. It's I pre know. It's pretty great. Yeah. And now I know you're going to come at me with like, I told you to use a loofah. And you didn't tell me to lose a loofah. What you did was you shamed me for using a washcloth. And there, those are two different things. You literally like you still fucking use a washcloth. Oh, fucking I'm sorry. use a loofah. You're fucking. the one who has a bit about the soaps you find in a girl's shower. But also, yeah, which fought, which still fought, I, which is about me still using bar soap. Which also is a. Ugh. But I switched to body wash a long time ago because Thank, I found they you're had sick a, of finding your pubes on the fucking bar soap. No, I just had a. They had a four pack for sale at Costco. <laughs> Four giant bottles. So I just. Oh I was my like, God. You could not be more Midwestern. It's like, you know what made me change my mind? A sale. <laughs> Save hey, a buck. I make a lot of money on being Midwestern. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was just like, this is nice. And then while I was waiting for Emmanuel to get out of the shower, I ordered more, some loofahs for me. How many did you order? Three. 
You're good for three years. That's what I figured. And they're especially if they stay here. And they're activated charcoal. So I don't even know what that means. Yours gonna be covered. What it means is if I ever OD, I can eat those. (laughs) And then that will right? Something like that. Yeah, they're gonna be super easy to swallow. But yeah. Uh so yeah, I'm on I'm up so and I used it today after the for the first time after the gym, and uh, I'm Huge all in. Deal. I'm all in. Now, also, don't you feel like you have to moisturize now? Uh, Do you feel a little drier than that, you normally is would? Is that what that is? I just thought, you know, in L.A., it just gets dry No, you sometimes. need to moisturize, so, Okay, well, know. I got plenty of that. Gross. <laughs> what? Fucking what? get a handful of the Jergens and slap it on head to toe. Yeah. No, for real, that's what you do. That's what I do. That's what you do. Whatever. Who no. else emailed? Well, that that was we haven't even gotten here yet. Oh, uh, can we talk? No, we did the talent receivers one. Yeah, we did, but that was only because I was telling about the story about my weekend. Oh, that's my bad. I apologize. Yeah, because uh, I want to talk about fucking Clubhouse. Okay, so I don't know what this is. I downloaded it in a stupor, like probably three to six weeks ago. Couldn't yeah. tell you what it was, but like a friend of mine was like, "You're in," and then now I never have actually signed into the app. I've had mutual friends. It it sounds. It's gonna last seven months. It's gonna be. It's been around for a minute already. I feel like. I, I see a very short timeline happening. Well, if you're a white guy who likes to talk a lot, I feel like it's a great place. And that's the th- like you get in these. So what it is basically is these people. It's basically just multiple chat rooms that you can access through your phone through this app. And it's like people that you follow, like pretty much all your contacts immediately you follow them and blah, blah, blah. And then like they're in these like I'm obviously a lot of it's comedy related because of what I do mm-hmm. and because of the people in my phone. The rest so, is SS youth. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and also snuff film appreciation. Oh, makes- are we in the same groups? Uh, are you in that bitch is dead? Is it with three D's at the end? Yeah. No, I'm only in the one that has four D's at the end. Oh, uh, no. I mean, I've been in three D's since like uh, 2004. They just wow. moved it to Clubhouse. No. Um, but the thing is, so sometimes you'll have like, so like they have speakers and then they have audio and they have listeners. And then the speakers can like if you most of the time, if I join a room, one of my friends sees it. They fucking bring me up to fucking speak. Like, no, no. No, no, no. I was like, I was literally making dinner and I was just listening to whatever bullshit you have to say. Listen, Glebe. Yeah. I don't want to fucking be on your panel. Yeah. It's a thousand times. Like, I just got pinged, I think, by Ben Glebe. But it's also like, for as much good information as you get, like, I was in this room and they had this screenwriter on and she wrote Mrs. Doubtfire. That's huge. That's huge. And she was giving all these tips. And then this other lady got on and was like, uh, my friend who's a producer. And like, first off, everyone gives their fucking credits when they start talking. They're like, oh, by the way, I, I've written several things. I'm an award winning producer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can understand <laughs> that, though, from like a participant perspective, because like people don't know who the fuck you are. Fair enough. But also. You're you're talking to the woman that wrote Mrs. Doubtfire. Just ask your fucking question. Yeah. Also, can she hear you? Yeah. <laughs> that movie was written forty years ago, probably. Right. But uh, she was she had some really great insights, and it was like the probably the only clubhouse conversation I was like, "This is great." Oh, that's cool. Uh, but then, so the girl gives her insights, and then the Mrs. Doubtfire lady chimes in and basically is like, I completely disagree with, because the one girl said you should write for the market for what the market's buying. And the Mrs. Doubtfire lady is like, you should absolutely not do that because first off, whatever the, you're the market showing you right now, it's they not bought, what they're going to be buying. They bought you. four years exactly. ago. Yeah. So, and then of course, then the girl got on and argued with her and I was just, <gasps> and that's when I was just like, that's what's upsetting. That's what, that's what's going to kill clubhouses. Like no one's going to get on clubhouse. If some fucking nobody is going to get on there and argue with them and be like, cause you don't, you know, the woman wanted to be like, cause she didn't just write Mrs. Doubtfire. She wrote a bunch of other shit. Of after course. That. She was like, also I studied under Nora Ephron probably. Yeah. And was just like, are you fuck? Don't argue. 
It's, so here's my question about that part. Are there not moderators who can cut her mic or like cut her feed I, and I, be like, you're talking like a fucking idiot. Get out of here. Um, there have to be because there, like, look at what happened to Parlor. There are people that make that you can be made a moderator and you can be brought bring people up. But I don't know if you can mute people or send them back down. That seems insane because especially if people are starting to say like aggressive language racist language you know yeah well then i'm sure whoever opened the i'm sure i've never actually opened the room so i'm sure if you're like the room leader and like, you can just be like close the door yeah, everyone's yeah. out but there you know then we were like having a, a very good comedy conversation in one of the rooms and then this fucking this woman who was obviously drunk and who had listen op- i had every right to be there <laughs> but who who she's like talking about you know she, the rooms, the only comedy she had ever did, because she's talking about like triple runs and shit like that, which are all like what runs? They're called triple runs, and I'm about to exp- I was about to explain what tribble? they were. Triple was the man who booked the these runs, and they okay. were all like in the northern. They were all like North Dakota, South Dakota, but it was like these runs where they were like not even C rooms, like they were like just ch- runs of bars that did comedy that night, and it was. As Blues Brothers-y as it gets when it comes to comedy. I never, I got booked for one and got booked for something better and, and had to cancel. And But the stories people have about triple runs. And this woman did multiples of them. Like, just, just to show you the caliber of comic that was speaking. Like, this was not a comic. She was just a woman who screamed into a microphone at bars. And S- Samantha Kinnison. I don't, I don't know. That was a Sam Kinison joke. Oh, I, well, I don't. I didn't know if Sam Kinison had a daughter named Samantha and that did comedy. Oh I no, I was just, I was also making a goof. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's like I think that's what's gonna kill it. Is like for every, for every great speaker that they have in those rooms, I think, uh, I think they're gonna, and that's what makes it great at this time. I unless, unless things change, I just, I think. Cause I'm like me and my buddies like that aren't even that famous are already done with it. Yeah. Because I'm I'm just like man, it always turns into this. Well, also, no matter what you're speaking on, no matter what topic you're even broaching, there's always going to be someone who doesn't agree with you. Yeah. And if you give that person an open forum and they know that this forum is happening and they have an opportunity to disrupt your plan or like whatever you're fucking vibing on. Yeah. Then they're going to take that opportunity to do that. And Clubhouse, if there aren't moderators and again, there very well could be we are. I don't know what the fuck Clubhouse is about. I have not delved into it. Yeah. It is something I have accepted as something I don't understand because I'm in my mid 30s and I'm OK with that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, it's, you know, but yeah, now I have all my friends, like every night I get quote unquote pinged by someone that's like, you got to join this room. Well, it's also, especially as a comedian, we're still living in COVID times. Yeah. Of course, this is a massive platform. Of course, your friends are using this. Yeah. And, but it's like, I don't mind it for the discussions, but I jumped into a room the other night that was a straight up open mic. Oh, was it the Delia apology room? <laughs> Where no one meant anything, and it was all half-assed, and it was like, I'm sorry, it was so easy for me to fuck. Uh, I don't know. He <laughs> he seemed pretty genuine to me in the, I mean, in the apology. Um, that being said, There's it is a, what it is. I, mean, I don't disagree with you on that. There's also just a, a, a level of perspective that he just doesn't understand. Uh, well, I, to be fair, I watched two minutes of it. And, and to be fair, same. What do we have for listener mail? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna get a drink. Listener mail time. Ba-da-da-da. Uh as always. Oh, and you know who I got to hang out with this weekend? Brian Beck, I was the owner say, of Back Attack Snacks. That's awesome. Cause I was gonna guess JFK and that would have gotten weird. Yeah, you would have been way off for a lot of reasons. Listen, uh Brian Beck, uh owner of Back Attack Snacks, him and his wife, family owned. Uh, we got to hang out. We had a couple drinks. Uh, I, uh, yeah, we had a good time. It was good to see him. Great guy. Uh, brought beef jerky and nuts into the bar Ooh. and handed them out to people. He jerked off until he nutted in a bar. And you know what? He, I used to feel bad because I thought we were like disparaging his brand when we sullying, said shit like that. Sullying the name. He makes more nuts and jerk jokes than anybody. <laughs> I fucking told you. 
And uh, but yeah, so I'm a treasure. So as always, uh, uh, well, we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, listener mail brought to you by Back Attack Snacks. We'll do the plug at the end as always. Uh, listener mail time. If you have questions, concerns, if you need life advice, send it to one millionth pod. That's all words. That's one million with a th to pod at gmail.com. And if you're lucky, uh, or if we're bored enough, we'll play it. We'll read your woof. We will read your letter here on the, uh, pod and then we will answer any questions. Wow. It was going so well. It's then- so funny to watch you morph from seventies DJ to now person. <laughs> I We're was... gonna read your letter, email, fucking zerp, zap, zerp. <laughs> Does not compute. My brain is with my Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, I was really, I was riding a good wave of words, and then I just lost it. Were you? He pointed it right at me. Yeah, he did. Uh, Otto's got his furry dick. Thanks again. In every sense of the word. God damn it. And now his furry dick's a little trimmed. All right. Because he got groomed. He did. Look at how handsome he looks. All right, I'm going to do a bong rip. He looks like Prince Valium. I also keep looking at your coffee maker, and I'm like, tomorrow. Oh, you get it tomorrow? Tomorrow's the day that I get the coffee maker of my dreams. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day that I get the coffee maker of my dreams. Uh, But you didn't get the... You didn't get the uh, stainless steel though. No, I went mint green. Oh, that was that was my second choice, and I have a feeling I'm Could gonna be super jealous. Uh, but that's the cream color, right? What color is my water bottle right here to you? Uh, is that green? It is. It's like a mint green, yeah. Oh, okay. Then no, I wanted the. Uh, that wasn't in my. I wanted the cream one. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm uh, excited. It's, it's a great coffee maker and it's like, sexy as fuck. I'm so excited. The Smeg coffee maker. I know. And every morning I'm going to get a little bit of joy to make Smegma jokes to myself. Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to go find a Tacoma, make it a taco, put Smegma on there. Taco Smegma? No. Go find a Tacoma, make it a taco. So take the MA off. Oh, there you go. And then put the MA on my, on my uh, thing. On my smeg coffee maker, and then it'd be smegma. But the ma. But also, and I have no use for it. I want the smeg toaster, but I I don't toast anything ever. Are you talking about the two or the four slice? I mean, you got to go four because it's more expensive than the fucking coffee maker. I know, but it's, it's insane. But it's also I uh, my friend Mark has one, and they're just beautiful. They just Christopher, really. You don't need a toaster. Or I know, this. but it's really more for the aesthetics. Do you want to go halvesies? Well, how do we do that? What do we have custody? I, this is for our lawyers to well, decide. God damn it! It's my week with the toaster. <laughs> I got a girl. You know I've got brunch. I got a girl coming over. She needs to think I'm successful. <laughs> and she likes it when I come on bread. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> God damn it! Sorry. We call it the soggy biscuit. <laughs> All right, that was. I a, gave her the old. That was actually. Uh, I remember when I was young. Uh, I got a bunch of National Lampoon magazines from Barney and because uh, there was a magazine back in like the 70s because it was like a frat. It was like a frat mag. Right. And uh, there was an article about dirty fraternity games and there was one called the Soggy Biscuit and that's where a bunch of dudes sit in a circle and jerk and jerk the off. The cracker. Yeah. And then the last one to finish had to eat it. Oh, that's in a lot of movies. And then uh, the other one that was in the article, and I don't know how real this one was, was called The Elephant Walk. And that's <laughs> where you had two <laughs> fingers in your mouth no. and two fingers in the butthole of the guy in front of you. Oh, that's not bad. And if your fingers fell out of the guy's butthole, you had to switch hands. Actually seems kind of nice. No, no. No, do you remember? Well, because if you're but if you're putting your fingers in a butthole, then also you're getting a finger in your butthole. Yeah, and fair, likes fair. That. But what happens when your fingers fall out and now you're eating? Anyway, you have to lick your fingers. I thought you just had to switch hands. You do well. There's two are in your mouth, two are in the guy's oh. butthole, and then you switch hands. Well, fucking wiggle up, piggy butt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's real. 
that would have come up in a fucking that would have come up in a lawsuit for sure. If it wasn't in the Stonecutters episode of The Simpsons, I don't know what it is. Uh, also, if for while we're talking viewer mail or listener mail, if you were in a fret and you had to do the elephant walk or know someone who did, please let me know. Oh, please t- tell us your rush stories. I don't think it's real. I tell don't us, th- tell us your rush stories. Tell us your um, hazing stories. Um, yeah, maybe not incriminate yourself in the hazing stories. Oh no, you can leave names out. Uh, anywho, listener mail time. Better da da. Uh, this one's from Brandon, subject line, guitars and shit. Was it about the Eagles? Because I'm ready to take Man, it to the limit. he'd have to be really fast considering we haven't released this episode yet. What you're seeing now is happening now. But when is then? We just passed then. When? Just now. Now? <laughs> but when is then? We already did that. Anyway. Right. Uh. I don't know how it ends. From Brandon, hey Chris and Andy, exclamation point. I was scrolling through your Instagram, Chris, saw a couple videos of you playing a Gibson acoustic and wonder if it's a J45. I play guitar myself and I'm a bit of a Gibson junkie. I've got a gold top Les Paul that looks like a lot like Dwayne Almond's. Uh, yes, it is a J45. It's uh, from 1997. I bought it from my uncle and I named it Uncle Jeff because I bought it from my Uncle Jeff. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, if, if I have time... Uh, if I'm ever in Fresno, well, let's just stop there because that will probably, I can't think of any reason why I would ever go there unless I do become a meth head. Or a weatherman. Uh, anywho, uh, he says, stop by the Starving Artist Bistro is the place to go. It's pretty much the only thing open right now. It's all curbside seating and the food is fantastic. Well, if you're in Fresno, maybe you go check out the Artist Bistro, uh, the Starving Artist Bistro. Uh, little tip for all you talent receivers and portheads out there from your buddy Brandon via us uh thanks brandon hell yeah check out that bistro we love bistros i'm a big bistro bitch um so i want to go visit paris i don't know i'll i'll read this one you can decide if you leave it in that's fine hi chris ampersand andy after listening to the jammy and the boof episode and hearing your request for some potentially funny porthead stories i thought one might fit the bill uh i play baseball in college, my roommate, my sophomore year, Henry, did not show up to a mandatory meeting. Uh, long story short, the coach asked where he was. Uh, the coach, so he told, so he called uh, his buddy Henry, and uh, his buddy said he, his buddy Henry said he was in the trainer's room. So the coach went in and started screaming at Henry uh, for not being where he was supposed to be. And from Henry's point of view, uh, Brian, the man writing this letter, had ratted him out to the coach so we stopped speaking to him fast forward a few weeks later one saturday night my friend tyler and his girlfriend were trying to fuck but her friend wouldn't leave them alone this took a turn it did tyler brought me in to distract the friend we've all been there what does that mean it's like so if you have one so if your buddy and his girl are really trying to hook up and he she's got a cock blocking friend and you have another buddy come in to oh the friend that's looking out for yeah yeah so that makes sense uh, so then, but also sometimes a friend's not looking out for her. Like sometimes a girl's very much like, I want to fuck this dude. And the other girl's like, you're not fucking this dude. Mainly because she just doesn't want to be left alone for the fuck times. No, I will 100% agree with you on that because I have been friends with people who are like that. Yes. So uh, here we go. Tyler brought me in to distract the friend. The friend and I ended up hitting it off and we go back to my room only to find the door locked. But we were determined. Uh, so they went oh, back. Wow. Uh, we found a place to do our thing. And I went back to my room at 3 a.m., door unlocked. Phone died earlier in the night, started charging. I see a missed text from Henry, uh, the guy from earlier that wasn't speaking to him. He said, I'm bringing a girl back to the room. Uh, so he looks over. <laughs> the girl is still there, and it's his ex. Wait, what? It's I'm confused. So he gets into the room. Apparently, Henry... Uh, is his also his roommate Mm -hmm, his friend yeah the one that is his the one that wasn't talking to him because he ratted the he ratted him out to the coach the very beginning of this Uh tyler's gone he's out fucking all right so now henry in the same house i guess not this is what i'm you're reading this i i read these are my questions yeah i read it earlier uh so apparently henry is also his roommate is what i'm gathering he doesn't say it out loud okay uh, so, uh, 
Anyway, I'm bringing a girl back to the room, which explains why the doors were really locked. I look over to his bed and see that, in fact, he was not alone. The girl looked familiar. I walked over to the bed, discovered that the girl was none other than my ex who cheated on me earlier that year. Sounds like her. Yep. Sounds like her. Uh, but also, t- Brian's in a great mood. He just got laid. Uh, so, you know, like, fuck this bitch. Yeah, he was very, he goes, there was nothing I she's could. She's so desperate, she's got to fuck my roommate. Yeah, he was like, there's nothing I could do at this point. I was in a great mood, so I probably reacted better than I would have under nor- normal circumstances. But I did make sure I was awake to say good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. That's a good move on Brian. You making breakfast? Uh, anyway, they dated for a few more few more months, and uh, that's it. So, wow. Um, hey, Brian, sidestep that landmine. Yeah, you did. She, you really did. Also, she would you would have found her in Henry's bed even if you would have stayed with her. Well, also, she exactly. had already cheated on you. So. And you know what? I don't want to call her a skank. I just want to say she's a woman who had other opportunities. Uh, this next one's from Michael. Hey, do you remember a couple, I don't know how many episodes back, a gentleman wrote in and talked about his foosball injury and he tore his hamstring? Oh, yeah, the crazy weird injury. Yeah, well, he's uh, written in to explain himself. Uh, Michael writes in foosball injury, spelled F-O-O-Z-E, ball, one word. Fuck you, I'm staying at home, he says. Hi, you guys. I'm not going to do any punctuation. I was an English education major in college, and when I hear you read the punctuation bag, it makes me realize just how dumb I am. <laughs> uh, that, I believe that's a run-on sentence. It is, but honestly, but it he did was it on so purpose. Refreshing. He did it real well. There was zero punctuation. Way to go. There was intent. Anyway, I messaged you a while back about injuring myself. It was a foosball injury. I was reaching for a drop ball. My foot slipped, and I dropped into the splits. Oh, you did the busset challenge. (laughs) Sounds like. I was a jock back in the day, but that was a long time and about 80 pounds ago. My wife said she felt the pop standing next to me when my hamstring tore. I mean, that does sound like it would... It would register on the Richter scale. I was on a softball team when a kid slid into third and snapped his uh, tibia. Were you, were you there for that? That was that. I think that was the year before you played. No, it, it was because I remember you telling me the story. And I was not facing the play. I was literally. I was. I just happened to be walking away from the field, and I to this day I remember hearing that snap. I remember hearing our uncle Tom's knees snap. Oh. So we just showed up to our Uncle Tom in house and our cousins, and they were outside playing basketball. And The goal was on the front driveway. Yeah, so we're just walking up. They'd been playing for a little bit. Tom comes up, posts up, looking for the ball, and he plants both knees and proceeds to snap both, I don't know, ACLs, MCLs, whatever they were. Everything that connected his bottom leg to his top leg <laughs> was, was the, gone. And his kneecaps were off to the side and his the tendons had rolled up and like you could see them <gasps> through his sweatpants. I remember we were just like, we just wanted to stop by for one drink and then now we don't want dinner. Yeah. And fucking he would, and you know, our uncle is supreme jock and he was like, no, I just need to stand up. And we're like, good luck. <laughs> and cause that is Could not going to happen. If we had let him stand up, those screams, the <laughs> screams. So the funniest part is they, so the ambulance shows up, they get him on the gurney, they get him, or a gurney, whatever you call it. That's a gurney. It's a gurney. So they get him on the gurney, they, and our Aunt Susan's got a, still got a glass of wine in her hand. She's like, I'll see you in a little bit. Like, no one got in the ambulance. And that was when Tom realized he was going by himself, because he, he just saw this, like, lonely way. Like, First of all, how many times have he sent his kids to the hospital by themselves? I mean, I, probably a lot. I don't know. <laughs> right? Uh, he was like, "It's no, they charge per head the, in the ambulance. There's a well, cover charge. He's probably like, they got, he's got to go through triage. He's got their, it's 10 bucks for ladies, 20 for dudes, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm out. Uh, anyway, he said, uh, back to Michael, he says, I wasn't drunk enough to totally numb the pain. I'm coming along in my recovery and hope to be back to work soon. In the meantime, I listen to you guys and do my exercise in trying to get back to a shape that looks so- someone not. <laughs> oh, let me try that again. To do my exercise is trying to get back to a shape that looks like someone, not something. 
I'm six foot three inches, 280, and kind of a firm A cup. <laughs> First of all, Michael, listen, as someone who's normally a C and is now probably an F cup, hang in there, bud. Victoria's Secret has sales. Yeah, and I'm learning too much stuff about my sister's boobs. Anyway, <laughs> I'm caught up on your episodes now, so I'll leave you with keep up the good work and fuck you stay at home. Where I live, it's been too cold to go anywhere. Michael, P.S., fuck the Buccaneers and Princess Tom. Uh, oh, thanks, Mike. God bless you, Michael. I needed the end of that. As if we needed a reason to hate the Bucks even more. Here we are. Uh, anyway, God, uh, thanks for writing in. And as always, if you have any questions, concerns, or need life advice, send it to one millionth pod. That's all words. One million with a T-H to P-O-D at gmail.com. And as always, the pod and listener mail especially are brought to you by Bagatelle.com. That's right. You want real food made by real people with real ingredients. You go to bagatellesnacks.com and get some snacks that don't make you feel guilty. They make you feel good. They got almonds. They got jerky. And is that, tell them what you do, Andy. When you go to backattacksnacks.com, enter in the promo code one millionth pod. That's all words one million with a th and a pod, and you'll get twenty five percent off your whole order. That's right. You know how twenty five percent off works. I don't have to tell you. Anyway, uh, but please go to backattacksnacks because remember, when you support backattacksnacks, you also support the pot. Hell yeah! Uh, you like to thrift shop? Um, I love to thrift shop. It was a huge pastime of mine. But then once our Aunt Amy came along and like completely thrift shamed me. Yeah. Uh, it's well, just, I'm like, I'll just buy what she finds then. Yeah, she's really good at it. Uh, I love her Instagram and many a time I've written her going, how much is that? And a couple of times I've sent uh, Venmos. Uh, it is at Wanderland Vintage, W-A-N-D-E-R-L-A-N-D-V-I-N-T-A-G-E on Instagram and Twitter. Great records, great rock shirts. Oh, fuck. Great glassware, like yeah. vintage barware, dishware. She fucking crushes it. She's on Etsy. Check her out. Yeah. And uh, remember, and some of those shirts she sells, they're like $300, but they're worth every penny because they're the actual... Real rock shirts from those time periods. Like legit tour shirts. Yeah. And uh, they're in great shape. And, and she'll be honest if she thinks your titties are too big to fit into something. Because that's what she tells me. <laughs> there was a vintage Japanese Coca-Cola shirt. Yeah. And like the front logo was like Japanese Coca-Cola logo. Yeah. And it looked so sick. And I was like, Amy, how much is this? It's a medium. She was like, your boobs won't fit. I'm like, fuck you. Are you sure? She was like, no, mine don't fit. I'm like, okay, then. (laughs) All right, that makes sense. There's been a few rock shirts where I was like, how much? And she was like, darling, for you, $300. And I was just (laughs) like, shit. And you're like, oh, so where's the go fuck myself room (laughs) that I can change into? She was like, you know, I mean, that's she's putting her kids through college with that money. So it's. First of all, their height's going to get them to college. Um, most likely. And the fact that they're fucking he and she beasts. Uh, well, anyway, you might want to get into uh, back into it because a woman in Seattle uh, went to buy a crochet kit at a thrift shop. No. Found a kilo of cocaine inside. <gasps> oh, my God. Lucky. <laughs> What is she gonna do? Is she gonna sell it? She called the she called the cops immediately. What a fucking narc! Uh, a woman purchased the crochet kit to crochet animal hats around 3 p.m. on Sunday uh, in Greenwood, which is outside Seattle. Uh, but when the crochet obvious opened the kit, she found a suspicious package that was encased in yellow rubber with the word uh, well not or the number 100 percent written on the outside. I've received male sperm like that. Okay. What? What, like you ordered it off a website? or? Well, you don't have to like get into specifics. <laughs> uh, the woman immediately called police who seized the suspicious package and later confirmed it contained one kilogram or 2.2 pounds of cocaine. How much is that worth? Alexa, how much is a kilo of cocaine worth? I'd rather not answer that. Okay. Uh, yesterday, Emmanuel and I were talking, and I was like, if I ever, if I ever had like real fuck you money, I would want uh, a gold bar, like a movie style gold bar, and low low end on one of those, six hundred twenty thousand dollars. No. Yeah. I thought it 
was a gold market right now. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's low end. They, if you want to retail, it was like seven fifty. Well, tell them to turn the treble up because the low end seems a bit steep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have a lot more fuck you money to earn. Um, Speaking of people with fuck you money, have you ever heard of, do you ever get like your groceries delivered? Yeah, sometimes. I do too. Do you ever use like a service like HelloFresh or Imperfect Produce or Blue Apron? No. So a HelloFresh customer in the UK, well, so they will deliver you um, either, a lot of these mail services will get you, Blue Apron will send you a recipe and they'll send you very specific ingredients, the amount that you need to make that recipe. Mm-hmm. HelloFresh will say, I, I am unsure of how HelloFresh works, but I assume it's the same way. There's also Imperfect Produce who sends you just, you know, produce yeah. that doesn't look great. Yep. Um, but it's still good, though. Oh, it's still great. It's just, it, you know. It's like sometimes, apples that don't really look like apples. Yeah, but it's like maybe it looks like a banana that has legs. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, Not usually because that's like a weird mutation. And maybe but it like, sometimes it looks like a scorpion with an apple in its mouth. Oh, this is so specific, but not wrong. Have you read this story? No, I'm kidding. Um, so a HelloFresh customer in the UK, or I'm sorry, in Australia. A HelloFresh customer in so Australia. HelloFresh. So there's a HelloFresh company in Australia, which would be Good day, Fresh. Good day, Fresh. Um so racist. So anti-Australian. First of all, it's a continent literally made of prisoners. So, (laughs) and everyone I've met from there is not great. So, but that isn't that one person? Isn't that just one person? Yeah, whatever. Listen, I know Glenn Fry ruined the Eagles for a lot of people. It just takes one person. So, this person in Australia got a HelloFresh box, and so they deliver these things fresh to your house. Yeah. There's ice packs. Like, they do a really good job, typically. So a customer has spoken out after receiving a bottle of urine as part of his food delivery from the meal kit company. So they are like Blue Apron. <laughs> his name is Oliver McManus, which sounds like a stage name. Uh, so he tweeted, hey, at HelloFresh UK, I'll keep it simple. Why have I received someone's bottled up piss as part of my order? <laughs> Which, to be fair, super succinct. Yeah, no, gets right to the point. He's very, I think he's a word. Doesn't guy. beat around the bush about it. He's not like, how's your day? He's like, no, seriously. Bottle uh, of pee. So it went viral, and it's definitely a bottle of piss because it's in an old Coke bottle. Oh, yeah. It's not, usually these companies come with like its prepackages. Like, this. these are the chives. Someone was not happy this with their- This is the vinegar. <laughs> This is the Coca-Cola bottle full of piss. <laughs> you you got to drink it. It makes you healthy. He said, no, it's not a joy. He says, no, it's not a joke. Boy, do I wish it was. Uh, the box was not sealed properly when he received it, which is how he got his unwanted extra ingredient. So here's my guess. Stab in the dark, which is highly ed- an educated guess. I think the driver for HelloFresh in Australia had to do a drug test later that day. Or he was just running late and had to pee. No. Because you know how like Amazon like makes its workers like work so hard that they like can't pee and stuff? Have you ever looked at a video of Australia? It's literally all dirt or ocean and sharks. That's fair. Just piss on it. I don't know. I don't also I don't know you know they have like cities and culture and stuff, right? It's not just all <laughs> Not to my knowledge. Christopher. Okay. Well, <laughs> Sorry to anyone on the, uh, what do you call it now? It's not Australia as a continent. The Oceanic. What? Uh, Australia is no longer the name of the continent. What? Oceania, because it has to incorporate New Zealand. Are you serious? Man, I'm fucking working for Discovery Channel, so if I'm wrong, tonight's the night I take a bath with the $250 Smeg Toaster. Australia. Is a sovereign country comprising of the mainland. No, we're talking about the continent. Okay. Of the Australian continent, the island of Tasmania, and numerous smaller islands. In the largest country... Oh, it is the largest country in Oceania. 
Oceania. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? Okay, I'm going to click on that. Oceania is a geographic region that includes Australia. Australia is well, how people call it. Not That's not the... Australasia. Australasia, Melanesia, Micronesia, Polynesia. Mm-hmm. Spanning the so East. I think you're talking like Singapore, New Zealand, Fiji. Yep. Australia. Who else do you have in there? Anyway, and some sub-Antarctic islands. Tonga. A lot of indigenous islands. Yeah. Tonga. Can't wait to go back there someday. That was a Actually, wild there's a, Thursday. There's a Tonganese woman who's on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, really? Yeah, and they were, she hosted a party for another woman who's on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and she had a Tonganese tribal dance reception. Yeah. And they're like, what did this have to do with the woman you were hosting this party for? She was like, it doesn't. It's because I'm Tongan, <laughs> and I'm hosting this party, and this is my culture, so fuck you. That's why. <laughs> Which uh, is how you should be in Salt Lake City. Speaking of Salt Lake City, uh, we're working out today at Bomba, and uh, this 19-year-old girl just, like, walks up on us. What? Yep. And because at first she so uh, the little little kid from next door has been working out with us, the boy. What? Yeah, he's been, like, rowing and shit. And, oh, that's so And cute. Terry's been showing him how to do stuff. And, uh, this is how you put a finger in your butt. Yeah, for sure. So... Well, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm mid-workout, and they're all stretching, and this girl comes up and initially starts, like, she's like, why are you working out, little boy? And then she starts talking to us, and we're all, like, confused as shit. We're mm-hmm. like, she's like, hi, are, what's going on here? And like, we're working out. She was like, is this a show? <laughs> and I, she, Ashton? She goes, she goes, I'm from Utah. And I was like, oh, okay. She was like, yeah, I'm just here for, I have an Airbnb down the street. And we're all like, okay. This seems very like Hotel Cecil, the girl who disappeared in the water tank. So, why are you here? Do your parents know you're here? And, and so I was, so she was like, why are you guys working out? And she was like, we were like, well, our gym's closed. So I go, and I pointed at Amanda. I go, her or him and his wife uh, fucking... And so she left and, uh, but yeah, it was just a weird, like, how do you just cut, walk up on people? Maybe well, in especially Utah. if you're from Utah, it's just like, oh, look. Oh, that girl's going to be like, you see those fucking billboards for the sex trade. That girl's too assertive in to be in this town. You know, she's a recruiter. Oh, I, no, I think she's about to get recruited. Uh, well, anywho, either way, no sweat off your back. Weird story about Utah. Tell them where they can find you. Well, you can't find me in Utah unless nope. you're in Provo. Um, no, you can find me on Instagram at Andy Port, and you can find me on Twitter at Andy Porter, and you can find the pod on Twitter at the number one and the words millionth pod. And you can follow the pod on Instagram at the words one millionth pod. That's one million with a T-H and a P-O-D. And remember, follow us on Instagram because we always put stuff up, visual aids from the podcast. And that's not the disease. Uh, yes. Uh, and we will... So, yeah, be sure to sign up. Also, be sure to rate and review us and subscribe. It really helps out the pod when it you really do all does. those It really does. That's how we make money, and that's how we get more followers. And tell your friends, please. Yeah. Uh, please. Yeah. All of what she said. And you can also find me at I am Chris Porter on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find my upcoming dates, including this weekend in Des Moines, Iowa. Next weekend in Toledo on ChrisPorterComedy.com. Toledo, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. This has been the one millionth podcast. As always, I'm Chris Porter. I'm Andy Porter. Fuck you. Fucking get vaccinated. I did it. Do Get a bucket and a mop. <laughs>